Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, discover today why it's better to build with Brighton Homes. Brighton include inducted air flooring, steel frames and solar as standard on all Brighton Homes. Not time now to talk a little bit of golf. Thanks to Gales Golf Club. Play on the championship fairways at Gales Golf Club. And joining me in the studio today, normally we'd chat to him on the phone, but he wanted to come in and see how it's all done and have a chat to us live. Matty Guide, who actually is the training professional at Gales. Hey, mate, how are you? Good morning, and thanks for having me in studio. It's amazing to come in and see how it's all done. It's a bit cool in here. I did warn you to bring a jumper because we're <laughs> we going to keep did. all this equipment cool. So that's a trap for young players. So good to see you wearing the, the jumper. And um, it's been a, a really big year in golf for Australian golf with Cameron Smith dominating, of course, with the British Open. I know you spoke to Patton Heels uh, last week about your thoughts on the year in general. But what a way to finish the year with the Australian Tour um, – to have our best players come back and the crowds at RQ, the crowds down uh, in Victoria as well. Uh, it's just been a, a terrific year for Australian golf, hasn't it? Oh, it has been without question. And, you know, any year we have a an Australian player win a major, it's mm. uh, a pretty exciting time. And we saw that with Scotty when he won the Masters and how big that was for crowds and people coming out to see a major champion. And, and Cam Smith's, um, I think he's probably reinvented the crowds a little bit too with his flowing mullet and uh, a lot of the young people getting out there and supporting him and lots of mullets out there at Australian yes. PGA, that's for sure. I think if Scotty had a won the second week at, down in uh, at the Australian Open, it would have been absolutely the, the jewel in the crown for, for golf in Australia. But what a year that we've had and it was fantastic to see those crowds of yesteryear, really, Mark. You know, It was Greg Norman-like, wasn't it, really? It was. You know, it really yeah. was. And I remember going as a, as a young fella uh, looking to turn pro out to Royal Queensland to watch Norman play. Um, and you know, you had to go, go two or three holes ahead of Greg to be able yeah. to get a decent spot so you could get up close and personal and watch him hit a shot from a tee block or, or something close. But, um, and that's what we sort of saw at, at, at Royal Queensland this year with Cam and fantastic, despite the fact that golf has splintered a little bit this year, um, and gone sort of in, in separate ways with the, the live tour coming on board. Yeah. And it's important too, for the younger players to, experience those crowds, experience playing with, you know, elite players to to develop their game. I mean, we talk about, you know, Cam and Adam Scott, and Mark Leishman and all these guys coming back from overseas to play in these tournaments and the Phillip for, for fans to go out and watch. But the trickle-down effect where you're getting guys playing in front of big crowds uh, with elite players has got to improve their game and help them get to that next level. Yeah, it's belief, isn't it? Mm. You know, that you can up, um, stand up under that pressure, stand up under the crowds. And I think when you're coming through, and I remember, you know, back when I was playing on tour, um, one of the, the biggest experiences was playing with Cam Davis when he won the Australian Open at the Australian in the final round. And uh, when Cam got to the lead, it was like people came out of the ground from everywhere, you know, and we're all of a sudden we've got lined fairways. And, you know, I was thinking, please don't catch this slightly low and, take someone yeah. out as I, or even hit it right into the crowd, you know? So it's, um, it is an amazing experience once the crowd numbers swell, uh, which is what we saw. And for those guys, now they'll have a belief that they can, 
you know, perform under that pressure and, you know, really it's you and the golf ball and the course still. Mm. So, you know, they'll, they'll believe and it's exciting for, for them to see these big stars come home and to see the success they've had overseas, knowing that, you know, Cam was where they were once upon a time. And how tough is it to establish yourself overseas? It's all well and good to be, you know, one of the, the medium size or a bigger fish in the pond here and, and playing in the Super Sixes at Gippsland and Tom Power Horton winning that a couple mm. of weeks ago or maybe winning the WAPGA or, you know, no disrespect to Queensland PGA and these tournaments where that's an outstanding achievement, but it's not going to be career-defining. It's not going to set you up to go and play. It might get you a card like Jed Morgan has got his card now after winning the Australian PGA. But that's only for a year, and he's got to sort of survive and, and work out how he can improve his game. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it does open doors for you, I suppose, and and then it comes down to the player to be able to walk through those doors. Um, it gives some of them – some of them it doesn't open the doors. As you said, you know, Gippsland doesn't necessarily open any doors for, for Tom Powerhor and to, to play on an international tour. So he's still got to make that decision to go. Uh, a lot of the guys um, head to Japan where I played for a number of years and it's a fantastic tour, but, you know, it's still two to three stages of Q school up there and a six round final stage, to, which is probably happening as we speak, uh, to get on to the Japanese tour. And it's tough, you know, and then, and as Jed's found out this year and he's had a bit of time on the live tour, but now he'll find his way onto the DP tour and, you know, you're on the other side of the world and a long way from home. Um, but, you know, that's what these guys are playing for. You know, they're playing for that opportunity to... Um, to move themselves over onto a bigger tour, increase their, you know, get their world ranking down and, and, you know, hopefully one day play majors. I mean, that's what we all are doing it for, mm. the, you know, get ourselves into majors and be playing in those big four events of the year. Is there, uh, in the in this day and age, um, a misunderstanding maybe the wrong word, but uh, I, I mentioned, uh, might have been on the show last week or maybe with Patton Hills, uh, I mean, you had plus 10 playing off the Reds at Gales <laughs> last week and even every time you tee it up, at Gales on a Wednesday, you're plus six, right? So, and you're a professional golfer, but you're considered, you have to be six shots better than someone off scratch who we all look at at club level and go, oh, he's a scratch golfer. He could play in the pros, et cetera, et cetera. But he's six shots behind you. And no disrespect, you're at the back end of your career is, is towards the front. So, I mean, a scratch golfer is a very good golfer, but doesn't cut it on the professional ranks. Is there a, a misconception by a lot of young people players that they're not they're better than they think they are just because they've got a lowish handicap uh i think there possibly is to be honest i think uh you know and i've often said it that you know uh, a scratch marker at your home club so mm. gales uh we've got a few who are just uh, leaking themselves into the plus figure mark at the moment but uh that's your home club and you know actually pro golf is you get one maybe one and a half rounds at a course to learn a golf course and then tee it up on the Thursday. Mm. So you have a practice round Monday, maybe Tuesday. If you arrive on the Monday afternoon, you might get nine holes on the Wednesday around a pro-am, and then you're teeing it up Thursday and learning a golf course. So you, a scratch marker at a, at, a, at a local club really is a long way off being a, a tour professional. Um, and most of the guys at, at my club, unfortunately, you know, when they go away to play at other venues, they find it tougher, yeah. you know, and whereas their home club, they know the course, they've put on the greens as, as you know, you remember at Gales and, you know, it's, uh, once you's, you start to know that golf course and understand the breaks, you, you know, I could play around there with my eyes closed now, mm. having been a member there since, um, I joined there in 1989. So, um, for me, it's, it's an easy venue for me to play and I would expect myself to go out there even 
at the back end of my career, as you so beautifully put it. Thank you. <laughs> um, it, yeah, to shoot six under it for me or even 10 under last weekend off the Reds was great mm. fun and a great challenge. But yeah, certainly the young guys these days have to be well into their plus markers, but you know, as a handicap before they even would probably consider heading out and trying to make it out as a pro. Yeah. And uh, you had to qualify, try to qualify for the Australian PGA and what'd you shoot? I shot five under par at Capera. And? And I missed in a playoff to get in. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So shoot five under and don't qualify. Yeah. That sort of shows you the level that just to get into a tournament, let alone to make the cut. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And it's brutal if you're, if you're on that side of the coin now, which I do find myself having you know, not been to Q schools and, and not playing anymore. I find myself on the qualifying side of Australian PGAs and Australian mm. Opens and, and it's cutthroat. There's no doubt about that. And I accept that um, is my route to get into those events these days. And I mean, admittedly, I went out to Capera thinking if I shot six under, I'd get in. Now I was well, right. you would have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose the point I'm making is it just shows you oh, yeah, the, the difference tough. between being a, a good club golfer or a good club cricketer as opposed to a first-class cricketer and a professional golfer, a professional at anything. Yeah, I think we're seeing that um, not only in golf, but I think we're seeing that, you know, as, I mean, I, I find it quite exciting to watch the Big Bash League and see some of the players come into teams that we've never heard of yep. before. And they're coming from club cricket. They're coming from the Queensland um, T20 competition. There's a player who opened the batting for the Heat the other night, um, you know, who's 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 literally played his way into that Brisbane Heat side. Mm -hmm. And how's he going to step up against a different class, you know? And that's what it is when th these young guys from club level, scratch golfers, plus two markers, go and all of a sudden they're teeing it up in tournaments with Adam Scott and Cam Smith yep. and Mark Leishman. Minwoo Lee, um, you know, it's a step up in level and, you know, you have to uh, believe in yourself and you have to be able to perform at that level to, to match it with those guys. And it's tough. Gales Golf Club, there's never been a better time to play. Visit galesgolf.com.au. We better take a break because Chris Nelson's standing by. We might get a little bit of an update on the Mauritius Open from you a little bit later too, Matty. It's uh, 17 to 7.